Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to a super, super duper duper special date with Dateline. Date with Dateline. <laughs> Didn't even get it right. Do you know it? Okay. I don't know what our show is. You'll be fine. I am nervous. We're sitting next to the. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Let him introduce himself. Oh, yeah. Who do We're we have with us today? We're sitting next to a today? special guest. I guess if you watch this, I guess if you listen to this podcast regularly, you probably know who it is. <laughs> no introduction needed, yeah. just the voice. Yeah, this is probably one of the few podcasts where I don't have to introduce myself. <laughs> also, surprise, everybody. Yay, surprise. We have the Sir Mankey with the hanky, Sir Manks a lot, Mank, this, the amazing Josh Mankowitz is here with us and in person. And hi. hi. And we are all a, tw- a Twitter. We're like, a Twitter. This is, a, this is a, yeah. yeah, we're very excited. Uh, I'm delighted to do this. My only question is how it took so long for me to be on a podcast called Date with Dayline. I think it was six months of us being way too scared to ask. Mm-hmm. And then Moms with Murder interviewed you, and we thought maybe we could. Yeah, and then when they- we got to meet you at CrimeCon, and you said, Why haven't I been on your podcast sooner? And we thought, <gasps> Oh, uh, let's, well, let's rectify that. Yeah, well, that's good. We have some questions about you, if Me. you don't mind. People want to know. Yes. In a segment we're calling Getting to Know You. What, what is the basis for saying that people want to know this? Um, because I think, well, we want to know. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Should we just, ba- yeah, Katie wants to know. Okay, good. Katie wants to know. Yeah. Yes. And that, let's just change the segment to that. Yeah. Katie wants to Katie know. Wants to know. Yeah, because I don't think people want to know. I they, they do. They do. The Twitter, no, there's, the, we got a lot of questions. Okay. For, yeah. We let in a few of our Patreon, our paid subscribers in on the fact that we were interviewing you when we got some questions. Okay, good. Um, so good. an article recently referred to the way you talk as a droll purr yes. or a growl if you're in shackles and he's not buying what you're yes, selling. I love that. Do you think, so you think that's accurate and also, did you sound like like this as a young boy. I've always sounded like this. Uh, and I I, I, um, I remember that article because that was the article in BuzzFeed, which was just so wonderful, um, about CrimeCon. And uh, that's actually the nicest way my voice has ever been described. <laughs> uh, I love that. My, it's really uh, I thought nice. that was great. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was at, um, uh, I was at another network, which uh, I will not identify. I will just use their initials, ABC. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Um, I can't crack right, that code. Let's not go that any further. Crack that code. Uh, this network, um, uh, when I started there as a correspondent, which was in 1982, they sent me to, I, I, I'm thinking somewhere over $50,000 worth of voice coaching lessons <gasps> with a really top um, voice coach in New York, um, named Lillian Wilder, who's done a lot of people on television. Uh, and a lot of politicians too. But it wasn't just about 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 training your voice. It was about how to speak and how to use your hands and how sure. to stand. And mm-hmm. and um, uh, and the idea was to get me to talk like a radio DJ, so <laughs> that I could sound like pretty much nearly everyone else on television. And to do that, you had to speak from your diaphragm and you had to open your throat in a particular way. I tried very hard to do that because. I was new. I was young. I wanted ABC to like me. But it didn't work. This was the voice I went in with, and this was the voice I came out with. Sorry. But it works better. Now it's hilarious. Now it's hilarious when people say, oh, I recognize your voice. No, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, So the social media team from Dateline, we asked them, what we should get you to eat today? Yes. And they came back with, they've literally never seen you eat anything other than a steak. Yeah, that's about right. So <laughs> do you have a favorite steakhouse? Uh, I hardly, uh, um, uh, 
don't have a favorite steakhouse. I oh, mean, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I shot a story years ago about how I was uh, how I went on the Atkins diet. I shot that <laughs> at the Palm in Beverly Hills. This was back in '98, back before we were doing crime all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I really love the Palm, and here in LA, the the grill on the alley, and I went to the Dalray the other day in Pico Rivera. <laughs> yeah, there's a, 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 a Taylor's in, uh, in La Cañada and also in Koreatown. A lot of great places. Because we talk a lot about chilies on our podcast, <laughs> and really? I've, never a had, lower I've never had a steak at Chili's. I've never had a steak at Chili's. It <laughs> but, feels kind of disloyal to either. To, to not get, you know, a burger at Chili's. Yeah, I feel you like know? you're supposed yeah. to. Well, we sort of get fascinated by the couples that go on the dates, and then they one of them gets murdered after, and they always seem to go to Chili's or Applebee's. Mm-hmm. There seems lot. to be a little bit of a pattern. Yeah, have you ever gone? Do you know what a sizzler is? Or are oh, you yeah. sticking to oh, no, the fancy places? There's a lot of times where, I, I can tell you this, there's a lot of times when you're on the road, and, you know, I, a, uh, a high-end restaurant is just kind of out of the question. Uh-huh. Um, of the sort of mid-range chilies type places, in my mind, chilies, Applebee's. What would be some of the other? Um, yeah, uh, TGI Fridays, right, like right. Oh, yeah. of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Texas Roadhouse. I haven't. Is been, I know what you're talking far about. Far and away, the champion of that kind of restaurant. They have steaks. They have excellent steaks. Uh, I never miss a chance to go to a Texas Roadhouse when I'm on the road. I you know. Heard I it here first. I have heard about. I have heard about this. Our favorite topic is TV, obviously. We are so curious as to what you watch. Okay. For fun. Right. All right. Uh, what do I watch? Um, I'm obsessed with uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh. Um, which is like a kind of a long Dateline episode. Yeah. Um, uh, it's great. I mean, we would, uh, I mean, like, like, there's no way that we wouldn't be doing stories about that if those people were real and yeah. that had come out. Um so I watched that. What else am I watching? I'm watching uh, Condor right now on, um, I think it's the Audience Network. Uh, and it's based on Three Days of the Condor, which was a, really? which was a Robert Redford movie yeah, back yeah. in the 70s, which was based on a novel before that. And it's about a guy who works in the CIA in a very sort of low-level analyst job, but who accidentally discovers something that that causes people to get killed, and he he gets framed for it and put on the run. That's the basis of the movie. It's also the basis of the TV show. That sounds good. Because I like good. Three Days of the Con. Quite yeah, good. That's cool. So I'm watching that. Um, what else do I watch? I watch Ray Donovan. I love that. Um, I love Bosch on uh, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. uh, and I would even if my my cousin were not working there because he just started working there last season. Um, but that's based on the Michael Connelly character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm a huge Michael Connelly fan, so I, I that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, what else? I was um, I was addicted to The Good Wife on CBS until it, it finally ran its course, and now on CBS All Access, there's a thing called The Good Fight, which is many right. of the same characters, mm. which I watched, which is wonderful. Um, I just finished um, Goliath. On Amazon Prime. Did you like is, it? Yeah, which is Billy Bob Thornton about. Yeah, someone uh, told me to watch it. Somebody, it was really he's good. a Billy Bob Thornton plays here in LA a mm-hmm. sort of alcoholic, down on his luck guy who at one time was a great criminal justice attorney and now kind of is like almost out of the game mm-hmm. and sort of gets dragged back to take a case that he doesn't even really want to take. That sounds good. Yeah. And These are all smarty pants shows. Yes. Do you watch any junk TV? Have you heard of 90 Day Fiance? No. So you watch nothing on TLC, Bravo. I can't say that I do. Real Um, Housewives. I don't watch any of the Real Housewives. Um, 
Uh, let's see. What do I watch that's... Uh, Seinfeld reruns? Utter crap. Uh, I watch Hell's Kitchen. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Right? Um, yeah. And I was very excited the other day because I went to a restaurant in which the guy who had been the maitre d' on Hell's Kitchen in some earlier seasons... Yeah, yeah, which guy? A guy named Marina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He was actually the manager at this restaurant. And I was like... I know you. That's kind of exciting. I watched you get angry at people screwing up scallops orders. (laughs) Wait, have you not been to Hell's Kitchen? No, I've never been to Hell's Kitchen. No. No, I, well, well, you, of course I can't. I'm not allowed to be on. Oh, anybody that's right. Else's. You're not allowed to. Oh, allow, but yeah. they do. But they do sort of celebrity. They have I've celebrity heard, guests. I've heard so that. I would never be allowed to do that. But oh. well, I don't. AB. I mean, Dayline probably be fine with that about me sort of promotionally appearing on there. But I'm guessing Fox probably would. Oh, well, Fox. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I do that. I also know that there are people that 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 you get to be in the audience, get to be in the. I mean, in the in the restaurant and get fed. And yeah, stuff. that's and, what I'm saying. And they don't sh- like, they yeah. don't shoot you. There's some people who are sort of out of range. There are, but so, I don't know if they get fed as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, it's. Probably. I think, but you might. But I think, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely would be into that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's Should- almost the only reality thing I watch. Okay, is it? But that's yeah. a good one, though. Should we go really quick to to talk about your hosts? Talk about your fellow hosts? Yeah. Well, I think we have to ask about um, the hankies. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Who picks them out? I do. You do? Yeah. I'm, How long have you been you, wearing the hankies? Do you think we have money for a stylist? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just, that, that's the question. I, I drove myself over here today. Oh. Yeah. I mean, no, no. I, I, I actually uh, did think about that. I was like, I wonder yeah, if he's we, in a car. I no, no. We, we don't have that kind of money. No, yeah, I, I pick them all. I, I started wearing them uh, early 80s, I think. Really? Yeah. Was there an inspiration for it? Was there someone? My friend Judd Rose, who uh-huh. was a correspondent at ABC, um, and has um, uh, passed away about um, almost 20 years ago, 2000. He was a very natty dresser, and he was the first guy to show me the uh, coordinating your pocket square with your tie. Yes. Oops, yes. Sorry, I hit the microphone here. Yeah, okay. Judd was the first guy to show me sort of... Uh, how to coordinate the pocket square with the color of the tie. And I remember that appealing to me. Uh, and so I did that for a while. And then for a long time, I just wore a white square and a white shirt. Got and it. then I started getting a little bit more adventurous. And then sort of in recent years, as I've been wearing less ties, then I sort of have more Notice. fun with pocket squares. We've but, noticed. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all, I mean, nobody at Dateline said, please wear so this. So then are you picking them based on mood for the day? I'm feeling more blue. Uh, or I'm, you wore a pink one for the pink gun mystery. Was that on purpose? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, maybe that was... Uh, Maybe that An was, homage. Maybe. I, I don't remember thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I have to wear pink for this. Um, that's a good question. I don't remember whether I did that. Or not. You know, I, I shot those interviews so long ago in some yeah. cases because, um, you know, these cases take forever. To, right. I mean, the, the, the gap between my first interview with Katie and when the, and when, when the trial finally, finally came and we, we finished it was a long time. It was more than a year. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Now, we imagine that you describe the colors of your hankies in fancy color terms. Oh, Correct. you mean like like, uh, like 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 catalogs do? Like yeah. burnt sienna or smoky chartreuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Words I'll be, we don't I'll be wearing my sunset flame today. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, parenthetically, a friend of mine and I once spent a week only using catalog colors to describe actual colors. Uh, so, no, uh, yeah. So uh, she said to me, 
something happened. She goes, oh, boy, it was my face brick. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, I want to try that. That's so really good. We had a lot of fun working catalog colors. Are you feeling Azure? Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yes, I was ocean with envy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, we did that. It was fun. Uh, do, um, do you buy them anywhere, or do you have a favorite designer the, uh, that you like? First of all, I believe um, there's, a, there's a rule in menswear mm-hmm. that the tie is the highest profit item because it's just oh. a piece of silk sort of stitched with a little lining. Mm-hmm. But of course, that rule came along before people realized that pocket squares are even cheaper because they're nothing. They're just like yeah. a little piece of fabric and you just roll the edge and stitch it. And the idea that some people charge 60, 70, 80, 90, or more than $100 for a pocket uh-huh. square, which I've seen, is outlandish. And I've seen some beautiful ones that I will not pay for. Yep. So I only buy extremely inexpensive ones. There's a... Um, and they all look the same. You would never be able to tell, you can't tell no. the, the price difference right? on it's a in little the thing. Right. No, you I can't. Mean, first of all, it. any men's store, you know, I mean, Brooks Brothers or Nordstrom, they'll yeah. sell you a box of white handkerchiefs, which are perfectly fine mm-hmm. for not a lot of money. Um, um, there's a website called pocketsquares.com, but it's with, with a Z, pocketsquares.com. They have a lot of them, and they're they're like, I don't know, like, $14, $16 each or something, which to me is the appropriate amount. That seems about pay. right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, it starts going above $20. I start thinking I'm getting ripped off here. Yeah, it's a piece of fabric. But no, I don't I don't give them, uh, I just think of that one and this one. This and, one. Mm-hmm. You know, I just try and, sometimes I try and match the color to something else. But sometimes like, you know, today I'm wearing mostly dark, so I have a red one. Just because it's kind of fun. Are they pop arranged color. by color? Yeah, we like it when you we do We like the um, pop of color. They were arranged by color. Um, but then... Quickly, like they start getting messed up, and like I come back from a trip and I just dump the ones I had. I just try and not use the. I try and not to repeat them in the same story. That's the only thing I try and do. So if, if I've used one a lot, I. I haven't. Seen I haven't it seen yet. a repeat. I've not repeat. noticed a repeat. Yeah. Really quickly, you have tweeted your support of dogs in favor of cats. Yes. Do, have you had to defend that decision? No, have mean, you gotten any hate? I don't think so. But there's certainly a lot of. Uh, Certainly, a lot of cat lovers. Um, Katie is judging you the, silently right now among the Dateline audience. But yeah, I'm. I was allergic to cats growing up. Oh, that's fair. And now I just despise them. <laughs> that's uh, fair too. So, that's uh, fair too. Uh, and I, I have tried to, you know, become more tolerant of people who have cats, uh, women who have cats, guys who have cats. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's just not. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. You're beyond hope. <laughs> Our yeah. sound guy Noah is. <laughs> Don't ask how many cats Katie has. Well, yeah. but, uh, I'm, come on, it's just a thing. Um, there was a Twitter game that said your rap name is Young plus something you always care with you, carry with you no matter where you go, and you tweeted Young photo of Keith. <laughs> do you care to change your answer, that. or do you want to stick with that answer? It's really good. It's, oh, it's a no, good answer. I'll stick with that one. Okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I forgot about that. Which actually takes us into asking some questions about you and your host. Okay. So, so what we wanted to do is very quickly a host most likely from a yearbook, say a high school yearbook. Right. So we'll give you a personality or a, what's it called, superlative. Yes. And then you can tell us who you think fits that best. So our first one obviously is class clown. That's me. Yeah. Best Good. hair. It's got to be Keith. 
Oh, not Andrea. So I know, but it's got to be Keith. I mean, that, that, I mean come on. Everything about Keith, it's like Keith was like genetically engineered for the job that he has. No, now. he absolutely like is. The way he looks and yeah. the, the hair whole thing. and the, no, you know, wearing the, wearing the sneakers and, you know, dressing all in black and leaning on things yeah, and that voice. I, yeah. mean, I mean, the question I get asked most often by people in airports and stuff, is, is Keith really like that? Or is that some personality that he puts on for, for Dayline? And of course, that's exactly how he is. I love it. He is really like oh, that. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Except he's very shy. Yeah, and we noticed you know, that at Which, of course, yeah. the thing I enjoyed most about CrimeCon was torturing Keith. Yeah. Was, it was really. Right, yeah. Yeah, that we, we'll go come back to the superlatives, but we did want to ask you about your relationship with Keith, if it was more of a bromance or frenemies. Because you guys <laughs> do seem to tease each other a lot well, in we public. Do, but we're definitely not. I mean, like, he's phenomenally talented. And he's also, like, he's one of the nicest guys that really? I've ever met. He's, like a, he's a sweetheart. Everybody at Dateline loves working with him. I've never seen him get angry. You know, there are a few people in broadcasting, um, in the news business, I'll just say that, in the mm-hmm. news business, about whom you never hear a bad word from them and you never hear a bad word about them. Keith's definitely one of those people. Parenthetically, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> uh, but uh, Keith definitely is someone that, that um, widely loved by the, by the people that we uh, that we all work with. That's a nice compliment. Yeah, no, yeah. really nice. No, you can usually tell because, like, you know, like if the crews and the editors and the assistant producers think you're a jerk, uh, yeah. that, that yeah. usually manifests itself in some way. And, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and he, Keith is widely adored. Would you say he is voted best all around? Oh yeah, no question. Okay, life of the party. Uh, well, we that you? Uh, I don't. I'm not a big partier. I don't know Hard who that one. would be. I don't know who that is. Oh, Lester, because Lester's a, oh, there we Lester, go. You know, uh, plays a musical instrument, unlike the rest of us. Well, what is Lester? Oh, yeah, they have that. Uh, oh, he's in a band, yeah, right? Yeah, they have a band that alternatively was called either the Thirty Rockers or the Rough Cuts. I can't remember what it's called. Called the Thirty Cur- Rockers at the moment. Yeah. They have one of those two, <laughs> and he plays. He plays bass, and other people from Dateline play other instruments, and yeah. Yeah, well, and, that is funny. And sometimes, like at the Christmas party or other They'll get-togethers, play? they all get together and play. They're pretty good. That's really. Yeah. That's good. Do they cover? They do covers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best thing. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right, then we have best dancer. I don't think we dance. No one dances. Not that I know of. We're trying. But that's going to be Andrea. She's by far the most graceful. <laughs> she is. Mm-hmm. Most likely to drop your phone in the toilet. Uh, it's probably me. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest prankster. Oh, that's clearly me. It yeah. Is. yeah. <laughs> and what is the best? Oh, wait. No, this is a great one. Most likely to survive the Hunger Games. Uh, Dennis. Oh. You think so? Dennis. Wow. Because oh. he's scrappy? Because he's resourceful? A, Dennis is a pro's pro. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. one of those kind of, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard it. to get a read on Dennis, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, Dennis probably has less of his personality showing through in, in, in Dateline than the rest d- of us. He does. Yeah, I mean, you can sort of sure. guess what I'm like, you mm-hmm, know, from watching mm-hmm, another Dateline. Mm-hmm. And ditto Andrea and, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. ditto Keith. Uh, and Dennis is, plays everything much more. Dennis is, is much more sort of the sort of traditional uh, model of a reporter, which you know, you know, works hard, writes, and you know, the, it, Dennis's stories are about the story; they're not about Dennis. We used you know? to, yeah, we used uh, to yeah. say Andrea has her thing, and this is Josh's thing, and Keith 
does his leaning and then what does Dennis do and we said we couldn't figure out what Dennis does and finally Katie just said Dennis doesn't need a thing no. Dennis is enough no, Dennis, <laughs> is enough. Dennis, yeah. Dennis is a terrific writer yeah. and, a, and yeah. a great interviewer and do you, I, I'm sure you heard uh, Bill Hader's imitation yes of right? course oh, yes. Yes. until yes. that moment until I saw that thing I would have told you that Dennis couldn't be imitated but Hader, of course, did a perfect uh, job. Not really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. He's brilliant. And also, but it was fun because when we when we saw Dennis in real life, he was so different than what I imagined. Yes. Really? Was yeah. sort of, he's he was, sort of in he this cowboy like a shirt little boy. and just, yeah. just a lot, loo- very loose. He yeah. seemed, you know, it was very different than what I expected he's, from he's a, him. He's a, very, he's, a, he's, he's a very good guy, and he's, yeah. he's a terrific reporter. Yeah. We he is, him. but he is an enigma to me still. Yes, he is. And um, I don't mind saying it. So just, okay, really briefly, I don't know if we're, okay. We've talked a lot, and I've heard you talk about trying to hide the fact if someone's in jail or not. Yes. So we've talked, we came, well, I came up with the idea, she thinks it's dumb. Something like a floating head, and you blur out everything around them except for their head. No. It's more like a black a silhouette. So you all you see is everything's in black, and it's a black turtleneck, and you just see like this the sort of dramatic <laughs> face. This is Kimberly's big idea for yeah. just well, okay, ultimately first of all, the reveals. First you have to get the person to go along with this, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, no, that's true. I mean, I guess maybe you could do it. You could do it after the fact in in post production. I guess maybe. Um, there's a limit to what we're going to do, <laughs> yeah. you know, to how we're going to disguise that. I mean, um, but you know, people online are guessing the whole time. Oh, sure. They're analyzing every thread oh, sure. of his shirt. Sure, if that's a prison oh, shirt or not, how it's framed. I yes. mean, and who was it that had the good one? The reveal, the one. Well, you had the one guy Conrad who came in Conrad, in a white yeah. shirt, and and, he, and, he, and I said to him, he came in wearing a long sleeved white thermal. T-shirt, yeah, uh, and he said, and he had he had been arrested for killing his wife, mm-hmm. tried, convicted, gotten a new trial, tried again, this time found innocent, and was now out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still think he had something to do with it. I think they were both. I think they were fighting. A, they were both the gun colossally drunk. Yes, but, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, it's a great reason why you shouldn't get drunk with mm-hmm. a gun in the house. Absolutely, Absolutely. but. Um, uh, and he he was now out, and he came in wearing the shirt, and he said, um, "This is what they had us wear. We we always wanted these in 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 prison because it's really cold in there, and they used keeping it cold as a way of keeping you you know quiet. You don't want to move around too much." Mm. Um, he said, "So everybody wore this," and I said, "You're just going to wear that." And he's like, "Look, this is Dateline. I, I know what you're doing here." You know, <laughs> he's like, I've seen this before. I'm like, "Oh, good, okay." So, so then we interviewed him with his. With his thermal, yeah, his thermal shirt on in front of a you know a brick wall, and he looked like he was in. Oh, he absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. he. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you have any tips for people to not get caught doing a murder? Uh, I saw you say don't commit a murder. Don't, okay, that's good. That'd be first. I did see you say on TV once to give your cell phone to someone else. I thought that was very smart. That was when I was ambushed by TMZ. <laughs> I know. You were ambushed. Yes, I was. You handled uh, it so well. Yeah, I was. Uh, my wife and I were going to a uh, we're going to a restaurant, and on the way in, there's a TMZ photographer at the curb. He goes, "Can I talk to you when you come out?" And I'm thinking, like, "Wow, this must be a slow night." You want to talk to me, <laughs> right? right? No actual celebrity. Um, uh, and uh, 
And then a commander starts asking me questions. He's like, so what's the best way to kill your wife? Oh, stop you it. Know, I've, been married, I've been married like five months at that point. She's like, yes, honey, what is the best way? Oh, wow. So, yeah, you have to give your cell phone to somebody else because police are now tracking that. But I think a lot of bad guys have sort of figured out that the cell phone is a— You know, what people don't realize is that turning off your cell phone for like it's three not, hours right. during the time that it takes you to commit the murder and dispose of the body mm-hmm. is also suspicious. So suspicious. If that's the only time you've ever turned off your cell phone it in the middle of the day. It usually seems right. to be right. people that are years. addicted to their cell phone. Yeah. So it'll be like a hundred tweets that morning right. leading up and then zero during the time of the right. murder. Exactly. So, yeah, so the but that's is, not suspicious at no, all. The answer is somewhere in between, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, we've often pondered that someone will get a burner phone and then text it to a registered cell phone number or call a registered cell phone right. number. So we think self, that burner phones should be sold in packs of two so that you stay off the grid that way. Very that would good. be the only way. Wow. Good idea, right? Very, you're, you're, you're on a million dollar idea here. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. The murderer's choice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Horrible. Um, and then our last idea was, or my idea really is, you tell everyone around you that you've changed your life support or canceled it, even if you haven't. So then that takes away a big motive. Change your life insurance? Yeah, insurance. your uh, life insurance. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh. what do you think of that? Oh, uh, you mean just constantly be announcing. Be announcing. Know, I've I given it all to charity. Right, I've, uh, yeah. well, well, that could do it. That could do it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of the story of Paul and Linda Curry in, uh, in Orange County. She was mysteriously sick for a long time. And he was taking care of her and drawing her a bath every night and, I know and cooking her yeah. gourmet meals. And then she didn't get any better. And then and then she nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. And her friends said to her, "This is Paul. Paul is trying to kill you. Paul is is Paul is poisoning you." And she was like, "Oh no, Paul would never do that." Then two things happened. She changed her life insurance so that her sister was now the beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Now. You don't change your life insurance on a whim. I mean, that takes a lot of phone calls and right. signing some things, maybe getting some stuff notarized. You're not doing that like withdrawing money from an ATM. But yeah. she didn't tell Paul. She did not tell him. She could not bring herself to tell him that she had cut him out of the life insurance. She just couldn't do it because she'd been married, I think, twice before. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want Oh, I do know this. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't want to be divorced again, despite the fact that she had a— Six-figure job yeah, she was and very a successful. car and a right. dozen friends who would have taken her in for a year, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, this was not some woman who was, like, trapped with mm-hmm. this abuser. Yeah. She could have left, but she couldn't She couldn't bring herself to to to, to end another marriage. To have a so failed marriage. She stuck around and, and he killed her. Yeah. yeah. He gave her, she didn't he gave tell her, him. He she should have told him. He gave her nicotine. And then after— oh, that's right. It was nicotine. Yeah, she had oh, more nicotine that. in her than if she'd been a heavy smoker and she wasn't a smoker. And then after she died, he's on the phone of the insurance company, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm sorry, what? What do you mean she changed it? Killed like, her for nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got, got some, to speak up. He got some money, he got like even. her 401k and some other stuff, but he didn't get the insurance money. It used to all be about wills. I remember you'd get like your old grandpa's will, and all the relatives were fighting. But it's all about the life insurance now. That's right. I guess that's right. Yeah. That's the I, new yeah. thing. It's on the bar- our bingo cards. Yeah. I uh, when when I you know I got married a couple of years ago and uh, 
after I, you know, signed up to get my wife on my, you know, NBC benefits and all the stuff you do after you get married, sure. you know, one of which is the company life insurance policy, I was like, okay, honey, well, I mean, I know how this works. You should probably pick up some antifreeze on the way home. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Thank Yay. You. Thank you so much for thanks, coming. Thanks so much for listening to everybody. Yes. Thank you. Well, and all your, uh, all your fans out there, all your listeners, thank you all so much because... You're, uh, you're all making it possible for us to continue doing this. And we really appreciate the loyalty, and we appreciate you sticking with us on social and listening to all the podcasts. And Dateline will be on this Friday, whenever it is that this runs. So What's with the Monday? Oh, that was so good. I cut over no, it. No, do, it like, do it again. I'm again. sorry. I we'll totally I was like, uh, <laughs> Well, I want to ask if there's Monday episodes now, and well, it's throwing Sundays, everyone off. Our Sundays became Mondays. Yeah. Um, is that know, permanent? It's permanent for the rest of this season. Okay. I mean, we were we're always on Fridays, and then the, yes. the, usually Saturdays. Saturdays are almost always repeats. I think they are always repeats. Yeah. And it also depends on where you live in the country because mm-hmm. sometimes they they run Saturday Night Live live out here, mm-hmm. uh, which which means that our our Dateline gets moved mm-hmm. sometimes, or the, or the the repeat is only shown in part of the country. That's a new thing. Um, but we had Sundays at seven. When there's no NFL football, mm. when the NFL comes back, Sunday nights will go back to being football, and we'll only be on Sports. Fridays. But Sports. but the fr- the Sundays, which were at seven, have now moved to Mondays at ten. At least I think for the rest of July and August. Well, we're sticking with it wherever it goes. Good. Thank and you. can we get a "Don't Watch Alone" that I won't step over? Don't watch alone. So good. You guys, it's even better in person. I got goosebumps. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye.